They say that change is the only constant in life. In this season of Swim Upstream, we're breaking down specific instances of change in software organizations when both technical and human aspects were involved. Here is part one of our episode with Jason Gauci, Director of Software Engineering at Argo AI. Jason wears many hats and prior to joining Argo AI, led teams at Meta and Apple building core machine learning infrastructure. Jason is also the founder and host of the Programming Throwdown podcast. Find the link to his podcast in the episode description. Welcome to the show, Jason. Hey, Tom. Thanks for having me. All right. Let's dive in. Let's kick things off with some warm-up questions. So what have you been listening to on Spotify? Yeah, so... Uh... I'm originally from the Southeast, so I'm from Florida and um, recently moved to Austin. And so um, my wife and I, my wife actually got me really into country music, which is uh, kind of a rare thing for programmers. But uh, yeah, you, I think you would kind of expect when you lift the lift the cup of the headphones, you would hear some kind of like trance or, or uh, you know, uh, electronic or something like that. But um, so there, there's this hilarious song. Um, fancy like by walker hayes and it basically goes through it's this person saying oh i'm really fancy so i'm going to take you to you know burger king with the frosties and everything you know and it's just it's just uh it's kind of like a throwback to you know when um my wife and i met you know so many you know i guess 17 years ago and you know we were in college and and uh um, you know, we had no, we were kind of broke. And so it's, it's kind of like, you know, it throws us back, you know, to that era. And, and so it's, that's been a really catchy song that we've been listening to. Um, also whenever my, uh, sons are in the car, we're, we're listening to Minecraft parody songs. So that's, they're just obsessed my, wh with which Minecraft. Minecraft songs. So there's a whole community of people who just make songs about Minecraft. So, wow. So they, they, I thought I knew too much about Minecraft because of my son. <laughs> yeah. It appears I didn't. <laughs> so I didn't know about the songs. I know the I know about the books and the yep, videos of the people books. playing constantly and so on. So yep. uh, it's good to know about the songs. I'm going to talk with my son about that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, tell us tell us a bit about yourself, where you are right now. I mean, I, I, we gave an introduction before about what, what's going on right now. Yeah. So um, you know, I've been to a, a variety of different research labs at, at various corporations. So yeah, I was at Google Research. I was um, working on um, ML uh, things at Apple. And then uh, the past six years, I was at Facebook Research. And I've spent the past three months at a startup. So I kind of um, you know, did the research thing for a long time and was really kind of building core ML infrastructure for these companies. Um, and uh, someone from Argo reached out to me and um, it was really like a really compelling story. Um, you know, we actually, someone in our neighborhood, it was our valedictorian. So someone's, someone's son in our neighborhood, you know, passed away in a car accident, which was, and that really hit me that, uh, um, you know, that, you know, we send people out at 530 in the morning to go to school early. So in Texas, it gets really hot. So you have to do sports early. So they actually, they practice sports early in the morning. This kid was driving, you know, super early, really tired. And, uh, you know, the roads are 60 miles an hour winding roads. And so, you know, I thought, man, this is where we need a self-driving car. You know, we, we need to have some way to protect people. Um, 
And so, you know, it just, it kind of, you know, that it's kind of like a lot of signs kind of lined up and the stars kind of lined up. And, and so I'm, uh, I'm at Argo spinning up a uh, machine learning kind of infrastructure group here to help out all the different teams across, across Argo that are doing ML. That sounds amazing. So, you know, uh, we're focusing this season about change. Um, we're, we're very interested, um, uh, you know, in situations where change is needed and change happens and whether it sticks or not. And we're, we're interested in changes that, uh, involve both technology, but also a human element, an organizational element and so on. And, 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 and you had a change in mind, uh, that you are a big part of. So tell us a bit about, uh, like the organization uh, where you were and the role that you were in when this happened. Yeah, so you know when I um, when I joined Facebook, you know I have a background in reinforcement learning and robotics and control theory and a lot of this, and that that background served me really well at um, at my first job. But then when I went to Google, I did something completely different. I worked on you know predicting predicting outcomes. So it's not really a control or like a dynamics thing. It's just predict what happened and try and forecast. Similar at Apple. And so Facebook gave me the opportunity to get back into that sort of control theoretic mindset. The challenge was that the entire industry of recommender systems had been running like what I would call open loop. So for example, if you know um, collaborative filtering. So collaborative filtering is this way of saying, you know, people like you bought X, therefore you will buy X. Mm -hmm. And so you can imagine this giant matrix and all the rows are all the people and all the columns are all the products. And you're trying to just guess at all those cells in the matrix. Yeah. The thing about it is it's totally open loop. So you take these guesses and you hand them off to some system that sends people emails or ranks things in a search page or something like that. Or suggests a song on Spotify, uh, like, a, like the one that <laughs> Yeah, exactly, the yeah. <laughs> the thing that's missing is like the sort of counterfactuals. So, you know, if I put this thing first, that's going to make it more popular. And so that's going to make it... Um, show up more often, that's going to fill in more of those cells in the matrix for that row. And so it's going to be a sort of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. And so that's one example. There's many other sort of feedback loops that you have to compensate for, right? And so actually, when I was at um, Apple, there was this interesting hack that people were doing. Let's say you work at Facebook, and I know you work at Facebook, and I work at a startup making a video game. So the two of us are talking, we're at a restaurant, and you tell me, Jason, Facebook's coming out with a new app tomorrow. Well, I know Facebook is super popular, and I know their app's going to get a lot of downloads just because they're Facebook. So what I'm going to do as the indie game developer is I'm going to go on Amazon Mechanical Turk and pay a bunch of people to install the new Facebook app and then install my game. And if mm. I do that just right, then my game is going to become the recommended game for that app. So people who download that app will get a little pop-up from Apple saying, mm -hmm. oh, you know, people who you know, got this app also got this game. And now a self-fulfilling prophecy kicks in 
And so now I didn't have to do any advertising and my game becomes really popular. So this is sort of a trick that people are exploiting. Um, yeah. So you know, we set out to rethink the way that all of the decisions are made at Facebook, which is uh, definitely no small feat and kind of ended up touching you know, all different parts of the company. Was this a crisis, would you say, or a threat? Was this something that was on the minds of decision makers? I think folks in leadership were excited about the idea. But on the ground, I think that it was a pretty disruptive change. And so, you know, in the beginning, for example, people were saying, like, this new system, how does it compare to our existing system on all of these metrics? And all of those metrics were like apples and oranges. So I couldn't even generate the comparison. It's like if you have a system that copies someone else's chess style. And so I've done a really good job of copying Bobby Fischer's style. And then I compare that with alpha, alpha chess or alpha goes zero on chess, right? It's kind of apples and oranges, right? You could have done a great job copying Bobby Fischer's style and still lose to alpha zero, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the metrics, so I would come with my own metrics, they would have their metrics, and then the conclusion would be, well, it's a ton of work to switch to your system, so let's just call it a day, you know? And that's kind of how the first <laughs> the first year went, really. Okay, so you're saying you had buy-in from leadership, uh, but you needed buy-in from, pe from people that would need to implement your methodology, right? You, uh, and, and that was going hard. So, you know, what was your in? Yeah, really good question. So, um, so in the beginning, I had buy-in from leadership. Leadership quickly got fatigued. There was also some churn in leadership. So the mm. people who had the most buy-in um, left, and that, that definitely didn't help. And so there was definite fatigue a year in. And you're right, there wasn't the buy-in at the ground level. And so it was a really tough spot, I'll be honest, extremely difficult situation. What I ended up doing was actually finding that one person who is going to be our champion. And I found a team, um, they were doing something that was more on the fringe. They weren't on the critical path. They weren't on the golden line of, of the company's roadmap. But that person was super passionate about our technology. And that ended up being the critical piece of the puzzle. Um, and I remember at the time, you know, my new boss <laughs> saying, well, even if you succeed, it's not going to be a big impact. So it's like you, you brought a 20-ton baseball bat and you're planning on hitting this home run. But even if you hit the home run, it doesn't matter. Right. And it's only so one home run. Yeah. And, and it's it's like uh, not an important piece of the company. So even if you give some huge improvement, you know, it's not going to do anything material in the short term. And so so I kind of went against that advice because I felt like we needed that proof of concept. Like we had so many lessons to learn and we needed someone who had that intellectual capital that they were willing to spend to learn these lessons. And so uh, while we were learning these lessons, the things on the team just, like from the outside, things just looked like they were getting worse. It's like, well, 
you know, the potential isn't there anymore and they're still not getting the results. One thing I realized is, you know, being on the vanguard of something, like really on the vanguard of something is indistinguishable from failing. Like, mm. like until, you know, you can look back on hindsight. Um, and so we ended up finally kind of cracking the code on this. And so there's a lot of different technical pieces here. We wrote some research papers later and everything explaining technically like all the things we had to do, but but we found like the key pieces of the puzzle with that team. And then we um, went after a team that was um, you know, more impactful, like more aligned with the company goals. And we kept kind of in this agglometric way, we kept kind of building up, building up teams. And then at some point the project became, you know, big enough that it was more than, than just me. And so, um, and so then I, and, and uh, then yeah. the, the ball was already rolling, right? Yeah, exactly. And so then it, it was really about, you know, let's, um, hand the baton and, and just help people over the fence. And, uh, and it became like really, really exciting. But, but at that point, you know, the change had already happened. This sounds very much like a startup, right? I mean, yep. uh, you, need, you need the first place to really try out your concept and you know that it's not going to work out on the first try, right? And it sounds like it didn't work on the 11th try, right? You, you, need, <laughs> yeah, to, exactly. you, need, you need a lot of friction and you need, um, you need grit, right? And you need passion. And you, you had that, obviously, and the champion that you mentioned had that too. And yep. it wouldn't have worked otherwise, right? And let me ask you, after it did work, um, was the implementation as hard as the people that, you know, um, expected it to be at first? I think the implementation ended up being much more difficult because, you know, we went in with a bit of naivete. Like we went in thinking it's open loop. And so if we close the loop, Oh, let me just give a just quick explanation. So open loop in robotics just means you're not getting, you're not reacting to feedback. So imagine yeah. you're controlling like even a little Lego robot or something. And you say, I want you to, I want the motor to turn for three seconds. Well, after three seconds, you know, maybe you just bumped into a wall for three seconds. Maybe you're three seconds further out, whatever that means. You don't know. And so alternatively, you could say, let's do closed loop. So I'm going to go until I see a red dot on the ground. And so you're closing the loop. You're looking for the red dot. And as soon as you see the red dot, you're changing your behavior. And so we thought, well, if we close the loop around you know, some company objective, which that is actually a whole uh, uh, another tangent around sort of the company objectives and how to set that appropriately in, in code and all of that. But um, but if we close the loop around one of these objectives, that we'll just do better. Um, what we didn't realize is that the sort of unknown unknowns at, at, uh, in one of these problems is enormous. So in other words, the space of, you know, think about the Android app store, right? Think about all the different millions of apps. There's probably a thousand apps created every hour or something. Yeah. And there's billions of people, right? And so it's such a large space. If you just try to operate as a closed loop robot, it's kind of like that analogy of the robot that 
has to, tries to path plan out of the burning building. And while they're mm -hmm. generating the plan, the building burns down, you know? Yeah. And so you actually can't, a lot of the traditional algorithms don't work. And so we ended up inventing a lot of new things. So, so the complexity blew up in that way. But yeah, once we knew what we were missing, that really put our minds at ease because we could start, as we started filling in those pieces, we could see things get better versus in the beginning, it just nothing really worked. And so you're not getting a lot of signal. So this was all, this all happened with the first champion, right? Everything that you're describing right now, am I right? Um, kind of, yeah. So a lot of it happened with the first champion and then, but, um, we also cut a lot of corners. So, you know, that first person, um, so going back to your startup analogy, you might find a small or medium sized business that, um, would love your product and hasn't spent any time or energy in that space. And so you provide a valuable service for them and the baseline is nothing and it's easy to get a win, right? Yeah. And then you go to Macy's and you say, oh, I'll do your machine learning. And it's like, oh, well, they have you know a whole department or many departments. And so the bar is way higher. And so you have to do a lot more. And so um, I guess that's another reason to really find the right person. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. That's all the time we have for today. To read episode transcripts, check out our past season, suggest an episode, or join our growing community of developers, head to swim.io. That's swimwith2ms.io. That was part one of Jason's episode. Stay with us for part two.